Hi, this is Rick Warren, and welcome to Daily Hope. Some of us are carrying around a lie that Satan has planted in our mind. It's a myth, and that myth is that the only people who can teach others are professional teachers or professional pastors. Nothing could be further from the truth. The Bible says we're all called to be teachers. We're all called to pass on to others. In fact, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, Paul says this, the things you've heard from me, I want you to pass on to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. There are four generations in that verse. Where are you in that line? Have you learned from somebody else? God wants you to pass it on to others. That's why I'm glad you've joined us for Daily Hope today, because I want you to listen and learn, and then I want you to pass it on to somebody else. Let's get started. Today on Daily Hope with Rick Warren. We continue in this very popular series taught recently at Saddleback Church on surviving relationships God's way. It's called You Make Me Crazy. So whether you know a crazy maker or you are one, this series is definitely just for you. Now with part one of a message called Resolving Conflict, it's taken from various portions of scripture. Pastor Rick. As I look back over all of the people, individuals and couples that I've counseled over the years, Without a doubt, the number one thing I've spent much of my life doing is helping people negotiate conflict. Conflict at work, conflict with your spouse, conflict with your kids, conflict with a boyfriend or girlfriend, conflict in the community. Because the world is broken, there is conflict everywhere. National conflicts, we know what's going on in Syria, Egypt, other places around the world. Political conflicts that leave the nation in a mess. Economic conflicts, relational conflicts, sexual conflicts. There's conflict in every area and every segment of society. So one of the most important skills you have to learn is how to resolve conflict. It is essential to your happiness. If you don't know how to resolve conflict, you walk around carrying conflict most of your life, which leaves you miserable. You can be wealthy, you can be attractive, you can be successful, you can be talented, and if your relationships suck, you're a mess. If your relationships aren't good, if you're carrying conflict and you don't know how to deal with it, that relative, that in-law, that friend, that boss, then you don't know how to be happy because it just sucks the life right out of you. You can have all those things, but if your relationships are a mess, you're not very happy. Now, your parents sure didn't teach you conflict resolution because they didn't know how to do it. And when you went to school, grade school, junior high, high school, you didn't get a single class on conflict management, although it is one of the number one skills you gotta learn in life. And when you went to college, you didn't have a course on conflict management. So today, it's not too late, I'm going to teach you the seven biblical steps of how to resolve conflict. If you will practice these, you will find the stress in your life going down dramatically. And you will find the joy, fulfillment, and satisfaction going up significantly. 
These are the steps you have to learn. Now, I hope you're not in conflict right now. I mean, really, as your pastor, my prayer is that things are going pretty good for you right now. But you're going to need this someday. So of all weekends, this is the day to take notes. Because one day, you're going to go, where are those notes? What did Pastor Rick say about how do you resolve a conflict with so-and-so? You're going to need this. It's not my opinion. It's what God says to do. Now, the thing that I love about the Bible is it's just so honest. And God recognizes that we're going to have conflict in our lives because the world is broken. In Romans chapter 12, verse 17 and 18, it says this. Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. In other words, people push your buttons, don't push their buttons back. People attack you, you don't attack back. As much as possible, as far as it depends on you, live in peace with everyone. Now, I am so glad that God just didn't leave out the first two parts and just say, live in peace with everyone. God gives you two caveats. He says, as much as possible, as far as it depends on you. What is God saying here? God says, I recognize that some people you can't live at peace with. They are called crazy makers. And really, it's not your fault. And no matter how you try to appease, please, control, support, whatever, they are just at a well that cannot be filled up. Their emotional needs are so great, no matter what you do, you can't please them. Ever met anybody like that? Yeah, don't look at them. Okay, be cool. But you've met people like that who no matter what you do, they are just unpleasable. And even God recognizes that some people you just can't live at peace with. You don't want conflict. You don't want war. You don't want arguments. But it happens as much as possible. Sometimes it's not possible. As far as it depends on you, you can't control somebody else's reaction. So he says, all you can control is you. As far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Now, why does God want us to live at peace with everyone? Because unresolved conflict has three devastating reactions in your life. These damaging results. Write them down. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because I want to look at the cure more than than the cause. But the damage that unresolved conflict does is three things. Number one, it blocks my fellowship with God. When I'm out of whack with you, I can't be in harmony with God. When I'm distracted, when I'm in conflict with other people, I cannot have a clear connection to God. Did you know that? The Bible says this over and over and over. First John chapter four, it says, the person who says I love God and hates his neighbor is a liar. It's real clear. In fact, the Bible says you cannot love God and not love your neighbor as yourself. You cannot be in harmony with God and out of harmony with the people in your life. It's impossible. The Bible says love God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. So every time I get in conflict with somebody, guess what? My fellowship with God is blocked. That's reason enough to learn conflict management because I don't want you, a crazy maker, keeping me from having a relationship with God. The Bible says this over and over. It blocks my fellowship with God. Number two, it hinders my prayers. It prevents answered prayer. Did you know that? 
Over and over again in scripture, the Bible says that when I have conflict and when there's sin and when there's disharmony in my life, it blocks my prayers, it hinders my prayers. It's Father's Day weekend, let's just get real specific. Over in the book of 1 Peter, you know what it says? It says, husbands, treat your wife with respect. Treat your wife with respect. And deal with her with intelligence, with wisdom, with knowledge, with understanding. Be sympathetic with her. Because if you don't do that, you can forget about praying. It says clearly that your prayers will not be hindered. That's what First Peter 5 says. You mean, wait a minute, when I'm in a conflict with, with my wife and I'm out of whack with her, then God isn't hearing my prayers? That's exactly what the Bible says. That's exactly what the Bible says. So I can't have, as many of us have done, have an argument in the car coming to church and come inside and go, praise the Lord. <laughs> God says, uh-uh, that ain't happening. No way. You're out of whack with your wife, you're out of whack with me. You're in disharmony and conflict with other people, God says, then you're in disharmony and conflict with me because God is love. Number three, it hinders my happiness. You cannot be happy and in conflict at the same time. It just, when conflict comes in the front door, happiness goes out the back door in your life. So let's look today. I'm going to teach you the seven biblical steps to resolving conflict. Now, the first one's going to take the majority of the message. So don't get freaked out when this one takes a long time and you go, we got six more points to cover. Whew, we're going to be here till three o'clock. <laughs> We're not. But the first one is the most important one, and then all of the other six after are what you do in that meeting with the person you're trying to resolve conflict. Write this down, because you're going to need it someday. If you're a parent, teach it to your children. It'll save them a lot of heartache. Okay, number one, the first step in resolving conflict, a neighbor, a friend, a relative, a spouse, a boss, number one, take the initiative. That's the step, starting point. You take the initiative. You don't wait for them to come to you, you go to them. You be the peacemaker. Now, he's saying don't ignore the conflict, don't deny the conflict, don't push the conflict under the carpet, don't pretend that the conflict doesn't exist in your marriage. What's the, what pink elephant in our living room? I don't see any pink elephant in our living room. Let me ask you, what are you pretending is not a problem in your marriage? That's Pastor Rick Warren with just a portion of today's message called Resolving Conflict. It's from the series You Make Me Crazy. We'll continue with more in just a moment. But first, you might not know that there's more to Rick Warren than his best-selling purpose-driven life book. RickWarren.org is packed with resources pulled from Pastor Rick's 30-plus years of preaching and teaching. This includes CDs, DVDs, free streaming sermons, Bible studies, small group resources, and more. It's all there at RickWarren.org. You can also request prayer, learn what it means to trust your life to Christ, and sign up for Pastor Rick's free daily email devotional. Visit us online today at rickwarren.org. There's more Daily Hope with Pastor Rick in just a moment. We all have relationships that drive us crazy. Maybe it's a spouse, sibling, co-worker, or a nutty relative. 
That's why you need the You Make Me Crazy Study Kit. In this six-part DVD series and study guide, Rick Warren helps you do more than just survive crazy relationships. He helps you thrive in them. The You Make Me Crazy Study Kit is our gift to thank you for your donation to support this Daily Hope broadcast. So call 800-600-5004 to request yours today. Call 800-600-5004. Once again, here's Rick. When I first married Kay, there's a player in the movie and in the play and in the book, Oliver Twist, and his name is the Artful Dodger. That was me. That position was based on me. I knew how Kay would come at me with an issue and I'd dodge it. And I was pretty artful at it. And she'd get another issue and I'd dodge it. I was not going to get drawn into conflict. And she would do everything she could to get me to work on situations and I would just dodge it. But conflict is never resolved accidentally. People, have you ever heard the expression, time heals everything? That's a bunch of baloney. Time heals nothing. I mean, if time healed everything, you could go to the doctor and just sit in the waiting room and you'd be healed. Okay? You wouldn't even need to see the doctor. You just, time heals everything. Time heals, actually, time makes things worse. When you got an open wound, you don't deal with it, it festers. It can turn into gangrene. It can take your arm. It could take your life. Time heals nothing. Actually, problems get worse when you ignore them. And what is anger turns to resentment. And what is resentment turns to bitterness. And we've all met elderly people, 70, 80, 90 years old, who've turned into very bitter people because they never dealt with a conflict 50 years earlier and they missed 50 years of happiness. That's dumb. That's just dumb. So, take the initiative. The conflict is not going to resolve itself. You've got to intentionally deal with it. Now, I want you to write this down. The only way to resolve a conflict is to face it. I'm sorry, but the only way to resolve it is to face it. Now, we don't like that. And in order to face it, you're going to have to deal with three different things. You're going to have to deal with your fears of conflict, you're gonna have to deal with how to set up the meeting, and you're gonna have to deal with what to do in the meeting. And I'm gonna teach you, Pastor Tom's gonna help me today, all three of these things. Now the first thing, if you got any conflict in your life with somebody at work, and you talk to everybody but them about the problem, that's the problem, is you talk to everybody else about the problem except the person who is the problem. And the thing you're going to have to deal with, first of all, is your fear of conflict. People say, I don't want to do conflict. I don't want to deal with conflict. I'm scared. Well, welcome to the human race. Nobody likes conflict. Nobody, except crazy makers. They like it. If you like conflict, you're a crazy maker. Nobody really likes conflict, but we have to do it. And so we're afraid of it. Congratulations, you're normal. I have seen grown men fumble this issue. I've seen guys, Marines, Navy SEALs, Army Rangers who have faced incredibly dangerous situations and not afraid to lay it on the line, have enormous courage on the battlefield, melt and turn into a pool of jello with one phrase from their wife, we need to talk, honey. There is no phrase that puts the fear of God into men more than that phrase. We, we need to talk, honey. Oh, no, just kill me right now. Give me a knife, you know. 
Now, the fear of conflict is as old as Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve messed up. They blew it in the Garden of Eden. And their relationship with God was broken. And then it broke their relationship with each other. And so they go out and they're hiding after they have sinned. And they don't want to get near God because they don't want to face the reality of the conflict. And Adam, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 10, says this. Adam said to God, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and so I hid. When he's talking about naked, he said, I was exposed, I was vulnerable. You could see everything about me. And I was afraid, so I hid. And men have been hiding from God ever since. And men and women have been hiding from each other. We hide and hurl. First thing they did is they covered up. Why? Because when there's conflict, you want to cover up. You see, the fear of conflict is really the fear of being exposed, the fear of your emotions. It's the fear of being vulnerable. And when I have the fear of dealing with emotions, then this fear creates three problems in my relationship. It makes me defensive, it makes me distant, and it makes me demanding. It makes me defensive, I want to hide. When we're in conflict, I want to hide. I want to withdraw. I want to isolate. I want to pull back. I don't want to be close to you. That ruins the relationship. Makes me distant. It makes me defensive. I start defending myself. I start attacking you. I start having all kinds of excuses. I don't want to reveal my, my true self. I want to cover up because I'm naked. I'm vulnerable. I'm exposed. And I become demanding. I want to have the last word. I want to control the situation. You see, it is fear that keeps you from, di- from connecting at the deepest level with those you love the most. Most people have never had deep soul intimacy with another person. I'm not talking about sex. I'm talking about something deeper than that. Soul-to-soul intimacy. And the reason why is fear. You don't really fear conflict. You fear the emotions of it. And you fear rejection and you fear being misunderstood and you fear that what you say will be used against you so you don't want to be vulnerable. That's what you fear. There was a book that came out many, many years ago called Why Am I Afraid to Tell You Who I Am? Great question. And the answer to that question is the reason I'm afraid to tell you who I really am is because I'm all I've got. And if I tell you what I really am and I reveal my true self, including the downside, including the weaknesses, you may not like me. And I'm all I've got. And the reason I'm afraid to tell you who I am and I wear a mask and I pretend and I ignore conflict and all of those things is because I'm afraid that you might not accept me. And if you don't like who I am and I'm all I've got, then I'm up a creek without a paddle. So I'm just going to wear a mask. Thank you very much. Where do you find the courage to take this first step? Because that's what you need. Only courageous people resolve conflict. Only. Cowards never resolve conflict. They walk away from it. Courageous men. Maybe the most courageous manly thing you can do is man up and face an issue that you've been ignoring for a long time in your marriage or with your kids or with your employees or your boss or whoever. Man up, be a man, have courage, and face the fear. Where do you find the courage to face it? You get it from God. The Bible says here on the screen, 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, 
but a spirit of power and love and self-blissment. That means if I let God's spirit fill my life, I'm going to be filled not with fear and timidity, but I'm going to be filled with power and with love and with self-discipline. Now, that middle one, love, is the important one because love overcomes fear. The Bible says perfect love casts out all fear. When, you, when you're watching the nightly news and you see somebody run into a burning building, you go, how in the world do they have the courage to do that? And a few minutes later, they come running out with a baby or a little child or a pet. What caused them to overcome their fear of dying? The love for that person. Or pet. When your love is greater than your fear, you'll do things you're afraid to do. That's called courage. That's Rick Warren with Daily Hope. In a moment, he'll share an encouraging closing thought with you. But first, don't forget to visit us online at rickwarren.org. Wondering what it takes to have a better marriage? Wanting to learn to dig deep into God's Word? Wishing you could find the healing for your hurts, habits, and hang-ups. Get what you need when you visit the online store at rickwarren.org. You can also request prayer or sign up for Pastor Rick's free daily email devotional. So visit rickwarren.org today. Now before Rick's closing thought, you wouldn't be human if there wasn't at least one relationship in your life that drives you crazy. Maybe it's a boyfriend or girlfriend. It could be a spouse or parent, co-worker or neighbor. Or maybe it's that nutty aunt who you only see once a year. But whoever the crazies are in your life, they have the potential to really bring you down and distract you from the life God wants for you. That's why Pastor Rick wants to send you his six-part DVD series and study guide called The You Make Me Crazy Study Kit. This was a very popular Bible study at Saddleback Church. It gives you the practical tools to survive difficult relationships God's way. It's his gift to thank you for your donation to support this Daily Hope broadcast. You might have heard us say before that Daily Hope is a 100% listener-funded broadcast, which is why your financial support is so vital. So call to give today and let us say thanks by sending you Rick's six-part DVD series and study guide, the You Make Me Crazy Study Kit, and get started on improving your tough relationships today. Call us at 800-600-5004. That's 800-600-5004. When you call, consider chipping in just a little extra to help keep Daily Hope on this station. And now, here's Rick with a final note of encouragement. You've probably heard the expression, time heals all wounds. (laughs) I think that's a bunch of baloney. Time heals nothing. If time could heal all wounds, you would never need to see a doctor. You could just go and sit in the waiting room and you'd get well. In fact, time makes things worse. You know, when you've got an open wound and you don't deal with it, it actually festers. It doesn't get better. And the same thing can happen with our emotions. Anger festers and turns to resentment, and resentment turns to bitterness. That conflict that you're in right now, it's not going to resolve itself on its own. You must intentionally deal with it. Now, that's going to take courage. You see, only courageous people resolve conflict. And maybe the most courageous thing you can do today is face an issue that you've been ignoring for a long, long time. And you know what I'm talking about. It may be in a friendship, it may be in a marriage, it may be with your children, with your boss or employees, or somebody else. Where do you find the courage to face the conflict that needs to be resolved? You get it 
from God. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but a spirit of power and love and self-discipline. That means if you let God's Spirit fill your life, you're going to be filled with His power, His love, and His self-discipline. And that love, God's love, overcomes our fear. There is no fear in love. So do the loving thing and face the situation. Do it today. Let me end with this question. What are you pretending is not a problem in a relationship that you have? And what are you going to do today to resolve those conflicts? Thanks for listening. I'd love to hear from you. Write me, rick at rickwarren.org, and join me next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Daily Hope Ministries and listeners like you.